0: Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca-Cola, All-Liquid Detergent, or Utz Chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. The Custard TV Podcast. Talk
1: about the best and the worst on the box.
2: That is right, Mr. Man who does the voice there. It's the Custard TV Podcast for week number three, I believe. No, four. Week number four. Four. Crazy. It's also, here's a fact for you fact fans out there, it's also our first podcast in May. Oh. Wow, well. Gary's here again from the Vulture Hound. Good evening.
1: Good evening.
2: Don't
1: quite like it. I, I don't know. Try to
2: try it out. Yeah. I like that. That could be your new catchphrase. Good evening. Yeah, don't, I'll, mm-hmm. work on it. I'll work Nothing on it. to do with television or what we're going to talk about, but it could right. sweep the nation. Who really cares about that? Oh, sorry, mm. we do. Google put a show on it, yeah. Um, right, it is the custom TV Podcast. If you've never listened before, and I don't believe there's anybody out there who isn't a number one fan, but if you there haven't listened...
1: people left that haven't actually heard the show.
2: Yeah, and they're all in Italy. And um, so, one of them is... T- uh, <laughs> yeah, and um, what we do, we talk about the best and the worst on TV in general at the moment. Um, f- what's on TV at the moment, you ask? Well, Britain's Got Talent is the number one thing that everybody's talking about. Do you have a water cooler at work? No. Um, we
1: well, we have a cold... You don't really, this isn't really that important. We have a cold tap that runs straight
2: from the mains. God, you're rock and roll. <laughs> we
0: are, aren't
2: we? God. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. If you've got any more rock and roll, you'd also have hot water.
1: Uh, but, uh, well, at
2: least, actually, hold on. We do. Bloody how I thought there was a recession. No. Yeah, what do you, you work in some sort of temple. Anyway, uh, the reason I bring up the water cooler is that is the annoying phrase everybody used. It's water cooler television. It's television that gets you talking um, night after night. And if we, if we were any good at this podcasting business, we'd be talking about Britain's Got Talent uh, on the podcast because we talk about rated TV. Um, first of all, does it work for you having it on five nights a week?
1: yeah it kinda does because I think as you say it makes it a television event it makes it appointment television I think is the phrase that people use you settle down every night for a week with your TV dinner and you forget about Coronation Street you forget about the soaps and and it's an hour and a half of pure entertainment Um, and you might and I think it's probably it's probably where Britain's Got Talent differs to a lot of these other talent type shows is it condenses it all into this one unique space you know, you don't have to wait 15 weeks to find out any you own know, things. You, you just literally, it's five nights in the final. Um, and I think that's why it works. I think that's why it works, you know, why people love it. And, and, and they're loving it in their millions at the moment.
2: The reason they love it is because it's, it's also a bit of a spectacle because year after year, um, year after year, we sort of watch these, these semi-finals, And this is the first year that it's dawned on me that what they do is they put a show together. They know that you know the man from the previous night playing the bongos or whatever he's not going to win he he doesn't no. have a chance of winning but they know it, may, it makes it a variety show and that's what they do and that's what i've struggled with years before i'm thinking how do these people get through but really what you're looking for is just a bit of entertainment in your evening and we know those people aren't going to win but the ones that are the ones with the true talent are really good this year
1: yeah, I think I think one of the things that that, that people have kind of cottoned onto is, and I, I think it was I think it's been the case for the last couple of seasons, but they make a. Big Can you or, say
2: series? That season's word hurts me a little bit in my inner soul. You know, you
1: know, you know my
2: allegiances. The series,
1: uh, other series. I mean, the idea. Is, <laughs> they take... Hello, is this on? Hello. It um, is unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, at the moment, it's not doing me any good. They make the act seem bigger than they are. They take what is a little small little novelty act, they give them a bit of staging, they give them some bright lights, they give them some pretty dancers, and all of a sudden, even the most boring, and let's face it, I just sat and watched the guy with the angel wings, and in, you know, A standing ovation, how could you say him? standing ovation, in in the audition one of the wings fell off a lot, it was almost like they put him through out of pity all because he was European and Simon Cowell played for him to be there. Um, and in the, the live show that I just witnessed, literally moments ago with my eyes, he got a standing ovation and it looked amazing. Probably sounded rubbish. I had the sound off. It looked amazing.
2: Well, also, uh, my mum said when we watched Zippera Safari do the uh, Where me key, Where me phone, yeah. uh, she said, what's he going to do this time? And I said, well, he's going to do where's my keys, where's my phone. And she said, well, he can't do that. He's already done that. But a lot of the acts... As you say, they are the same oh. act with a, with a bit more Holy. oomph, if you like. Yeah. Oomph is a word I'd like to ingratiate into the podcast as much as okay. I can. Uh, oh. Can you put that down on a post-it somewhere? Uh, but that's what they do. They give it a bit more oomph, and they give it a bit more staging. They they iron out the cracks and the creases. And, you know, what, what these, what these semifinals work. are is really the people you want to see again from hmm. the... From the auditions. It's not people necessarily that are gonna set the world alight. It's people that you found interesting and you'll remember and you wanna see a second time, really. I think I think
1: in, in counterpoint to the voice, and I know we're gonna talk about that in a while, I'm spoiler. still scra- spoiler. <laughs> I, I'm still scratching my head a little bit each week, going, Now who were they again? Where with Britain's Got Talent, you're right, they have picked forty-five memorable acts. Okay, there might be one or two, maybe one each night that you're going, oh yeah, you're struggling, but I think because they're not sort of, you know, just, because they're not doing it sort of so much that it's, it's, of it creates that whole sort of, as I say, appointment television. You know, Britain's Got only on for five nights, get it while you can.
2: And we have to give special member uh, mention to Anton Deck. We spoke about this off the air, because Gary and I, I know it comes across like we don't like each other during the podcast, but off ah. the air, we, co- we get on a lot better. And we did say that Anton Deck, as much as we do appreciate Simon Cowell on the panel and David Walliams, mm. Anton Deck make that show, don't they? Yeah.
1: Without them, the show wouldn't be the same. Um, I'm sure, you know, and I, I, I'm a big fan of Dermot O'Leary's when he does The X Factor and things like that. The the chemistry and the ability to make large I mean like the bit yesterday where David Walliams said to, to the, the bloke with the piano player, he said, Oh you could you could do stand up and you could do whatever it is Anne and Deck do You know, and it's just they, and they absolutely kill themselves laughing because of it. And they know that really what they do isn't talent but blimey do they get viewers and awards in the
2: you know in but their the, middle. The of thing things. is the thing is as well, um you know, what comes across, and I don't want to harp on too much about the voice again, because we will speak about it in a minute. There is a general sense that they're having a good time making that show. Yeah. Everybody on it seems like they're having a good laugh. Nobody, nobody on the judging panel this year is taking themselves too seriously. <coughs> if they do, Anton Decker there to sort of bring them down to to earth again. And and if the, the voice takes itself far too seriously, almost to the point where you're confused whether you should be laughing at it or enjoying it. And Britain's Got Talent embraces the madness and, mm. and tries to give us a, a decent night's television. It is hard to fill five nights of a talent show, really, with, with acts I, I, that you want to see every night. I, I'm not sure
1: that with the voice that they're, they're really playing for the coaches or the judges. Whereas, you know, every night when you watch Britain's Got Talent, they want approval from Simon Cowell, particularly the singers. I mean, almost they could get a yes from him and a no from the three others and the plump people walk away going, do you know what, that was right, you know, and I've, I've made it. They, they absolutely live or die for his comments. Well, what's and,
2: funny is, well, he's been on TV now since the early 2000s and yet he's still in people's eyes, still as powerful. Nobody's come along yet and knocked... There was worry, I think you and I were even proprietors to this worried that maybe The Voice had you know knocked Simon Cowell a bit in confidence and he was worried yep. but actually Britain's Got a Talent it's, t- it's taken a while for people to go yeah these semi-finals let's go back to Britain's Got a Talent it is the better show it's taken a few weeks people were interested in the Voice premise they were interested in the, the coaches yep. they were interested in how it was going to work but now the ratings uh, and the Twitter even uh, seems to agree that Britain's Got a Talent far better uh, I think the buzz has changed, but
1: I think the one thing the voice uh, pardon has... The changed, pun. pardon the Pardon <laughs> the Oh, if I plan that. I think, I think what will happen is when Britain's Got Talent has finished, which it will this Saturday, I think the voice has still got a number of weeks left, so there's still a good chance that the voice will recapture. Um, and, and whilst we're sort of moving in that direction, there has been a number of articles and a number of Twitters and, and, and Facebook messages about why the voice is struggling. And um, an excellent article by Jack Seal on the Radio Times website asking, sort of, and giving some problems and solutions. And let's see whether you and you out there, by the way, we haven't really plugged this yet, but you out there can get involved in this. And if you want to get involved on, on Twitter, use the hashtag custardtvlive. Or we if you can ask-
2: Skype in if you need Thanks. to talk
1: to us, if you need to be our third wheel. If you want to talk about the voice in Britain's cop out, Talent that we need to you Add, you, add Custard TV Live, all one word together on Skype, and call into the show if you've got that package. Hopefully at some point in the future we'll have a phone number that you can ring, we're working on it. Okay, some of these things, so The Voice lost 2.5 million from its first week to the overnights that it had this weekend, which is still 8.2 viewers, it's hardly a panic station. Um, okay, problem number one, they put forward that it's bad scheduling. Um, they're saying that basically, um, okay, the first two live shows came off the back of repeats of My Family, and therefore, you know, there's only two million people sitting in front of a television when when The Voice comes on, you know, and it doesn't have that run in of a, of a Saturday night movie or the TV Burke or, you know, um, other programs that are on ITV, you know, like Family Fortunes has been on that lead into it, and therefore people aren't already switched on. Um, um... What,
0: this yeah, I could see that.
1: A yeah. a movie on. But the problem is is that up until about 5 o'clock, you've got the sport, you've got, you know, the football results. So there's not really much the BBC can put on too much. I don't think they can put a film on yet. Maybe they can't the season finishes. maybe they can. But the other, the other thing they put forward is bad contestants, and I think we've both spoken about that. that there is a lot of chaff now. It's been taken away, but I think in each, you know, we've seen that in each team there was a there was a weakish link in each team. Certainly, that Ruth and St. Luce
2: that was horrible
1: pitching. I you mean,
2: know, how they consistently were nice to her on Saturday, yes. I'm not,
1: sure, but she was awful.
2: Well, Jesse Jay was on the Graham Norton show saying, uh, um, saying that. And by the way, Spreaker apparently appears to be down. If you go to Spreaker.com, it appears to be down. It's not in our control. Uh, I'm no. hoping, this, hoping this is coming across. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're listening, you're listening. But hopefully guy um, will work. Um, right, what was I going to say? I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, Jesse J was on, um, on Graham Norton saying she agreed that they were being too nice and actually yeah. they're going to try and be a bit more... They don't have to be Simon Cowell. They don't have to play the villain. But they can be a bit more constructive. And I think they find it difficult for some reason to to be constructive yeah. to these people. I, I think
1: it's hard and they, they made sure, you know, they made a point early on of making sure that this was the positive message so, you know, this isn't the X Factor, this isn't you know, drag you down and this isn't Simon Cow. but I think the problem is is that they lose that bit of honesty that, that I think Simon Cow brings, you know, he will call a spade a spade, he will say if you can't sing, you can't sing, and I think that they need to learn from that and adjust accordingly
2: and also you know it takes away from it a bit if if we're sat there as an audience member going that was rubbish and we're mm. expecting will i am who's been in the industry all these years and tom jones has been in it even longer than i've been alive people uh you think he would say you know uh, that's pitchy or that was you know mm. you i know you're capable of much better that's not that is what we call constructive criticism not mm. um necessarily you know, knocking people's confidence too much, you would think. On the
1: times website it says be frank, you know, the problem is bad contestants and be frank with them. Um, the other thing they say is that the gimmicks have gone, you know, the spinning chairs, um, the axe-picking their mentors, you know, the judges filling their quotas, not being able to go back and change, even the battle rounds was something new, and now it is just a, a straight-on, you know,
2: straight-on fight, as it were. So. I don't know, I just just think it's struggling because people feel like they know what it's about now. They know what to expect, they know what it's about, and actually they're not as bothered as they thought they were. And I I think definitely
1: they need to um, allow Daniel O'Donoghue a little bit more to teach the other coaches about staging and about the ability to make it look like an act. I mean one of the, I think it was Jessica Jacob playing that she didn't like the dancers, I bet you any money that the dancers helped that person get across. Now of course ironically that's the one person, it was Hannah wasn't it, who got voted out of the show. So maybe Jesse J was right, maybe viewers of The Voice just want to hear them sing, but personally I thought all of Danny, Danny O'Donoghue's staging
2: emphasised and highlighted his acts and made them look better. I don't find The Voice exciting either. No. I don't find it exciting. I mean, I, I am one of these people that if I've started something like this, I will see it through to the end, especially being we're going to run out of 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 things to, to watch in the yeah. coming weeks when the football and the Olympics kick into full gear. But I just wonder how much more of just them singing I can take, really. Definitely.
1: Also, moving on, uh, talking about disappointing things, The Apprentice continues to disappoint down in the ratings,
2: down in my estimation. I haven't even watched
0: last week's episode. Well, I
2: enjoyed this week's, but they made some, they made some terrible decisions, as you expect on The Apprentice. But again, yeah. I think, I don't know whether this is over familiarity again, or, 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 or just that the the contestants aren't as strong again. This I, I, is, think
1: it, both. I think as well, they need to bring in some new people to design the um, tasks. I think I think a little bit where, a, a little bit, you know, you've got people You know, they perhaps need to shake it up a little bit and and, and work with some different people. You know, get some of the the people who worked on Big Brother. I mean, people have often said the tasks and the things that are on Big Brother are amazingly creative, if not necessarily, you know, highbrow or what you want to read about, but they are incredibly creative in what they do to go and steal some people working.
2: Uh, there's also so much on The Apprentice that, that we don't need, like uh, the lady who says you can go and see him now. You don't need Sir Alan making a big entrance in the boardroom.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's so much that you don't even need to see them really getting that phone call and being told they've got 20 minutes to sort it. They could just begin with, with them you know, driving to the next task. Uh, and, I think, and I think just needs a refresh. Yeah, we've discussed that perhaps, you know, with it
1: being early this year, maybe next year you don't run a normal apprentice. I know he's got the junior apprentice to come back. Maybe next year you have a very small celebrity apprentice. I know they're doing that in the States at the moment. You know, maybe run it concurrently with, I don't know, Comet Relief or Sport Relief that will be going ahead. And and don't have an apprentice i think the thing that you and i found that we loved about the apprentice was the build-up to it was the anticipation and i think if you left it alone for a while that anticipation would grow and I think be
2: well what we'll do is we'll press the button here mark commercial break and we'll try and work out what's going on with spreaker people are sending me messages saying they can't listen because it's down which is a real shame but if you are listening uh, we appreciate it and we'll come back this is the custard TV live.
0: This is the Custard TV podcast.
2: Yep, you're back on the Custard TV live, having problems with Spreaker uh, tonight. But you know what? We are like the Zimmers on yes. Britain's Got Talent. We don't let it get it down. We know we're struggling with technology and it's age. We're old. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't let that get us down, we we muster on, and if there's one person listening, then that's enough for me. Uh, so far tonight, we've spoken about the joy of Britain's Got Talent, the slight disappointment of both The Voice and The Apprentice, and um, I want to talk, speaking of slight disappointment, Homeland finished, finished on yeah. Sunday night. Um, that was slightly disappointing for people because they wanted more, or was it slightly disappointing with people because the ending wasn't as great as people were hoping? Well, I think the thing is,
1: the way American television works is that you put forward a pilot, the pilot gets picked up, and then you start a series. And depending on how well that series goes, you get a second series, or in some chances, just the ability to finish that series. Therefore, it's very difficult to plan too far in ahead, because if you don't deliver you're never gonna get to tell your end story. So I think what tends to happen in some American programs is that they tend to under-deliver at the finale of a first series because they need to keep something back for series two. Now they've got series two and there's talk of the fact that Homeland will have three more series to finish its story. You've got to sit back and think. You know, is it that I want an exciting ending, or do I want more of this in the future? And I think, I think viewers were would, would flocking to both. I mean, two point seven eight millions for a Sunday night up
2: against Britain's Got ta- Up against The Voice and Britain's Got Talent. Not bad. Uh, and was this a risk for Channel Four? Do you think, or did they know no. that this they had I- a hit on their hands? I, I i mean i saw I saw
1: the preview at the upfronts
2: um, about
1: around this time last year, and I looked at this program and said that is for me i I knew I wanted to watch that program um, and I think realistically something like Sky have pretty much dropped the ball on this i think um, I, I think you, you really should have um, really should have gone after this after this because it's it 's now a big thing and it 's going to continue to be a big thing. The good thing is Channel Four have secured the second series for for play out on their channel and they really can maximise. I mean they can repeat series one on War 4 which I think is a perfect place for it. Sky have tried to sort of muscle in on this. Uh, starting this week uh, is the Israeli version that the homeland is based on called Prisoners of War. It starts on Sky Arts on Thursday at 9.30. Um, it's a little bit surprising that it's on Sky Arts but I suppose they see that as their BBC4, War Four, 4 cultural channel.
2: Just very uh, briefly as well I mean it's very rare that American shows don't have a commercial break. I mean, that's what American yep. shows are known for, that commercial break. Homeland, of course, is on a subscription channel in the States called Showtime. That means that they don't need and don't have the ad breaks. So how did how did you feel Channel 4 dealt with that? Did they put them in the right places? Was it often obvious that you know this wasn't made for... Because often if you watch BBC programmes on Dave, or you mm. watch BBC programmes anywhere else, the ad breaks come in such peculiar places because they have to fit them in, but mm. did, it, did it suffer from that, do you think? I, I think
1: a little bit, I think there were a few times when, you know, you, you cut to a scene and someone was about to start talking and then it goes to the advert and when you come back they finish. So I think there were a few times, but to be honest, I mean, they weren't that noticeable. Uh, and Channel 4 did quite a lot out of their adverts for uh, for Homeland. I, I believe that they showed the trailer for the new um, Alien film Prometheus in the middle of Homeland, which is something that, you know, they, you know, they obviously felt a lot of value in Homeland, that it would get a lot of viewers, and that that viewers would transfer to a big film like Prometheus, which is coming to the UK very soon. I, I, I think Channel 4 have done nothing nothing wrong with this, can't really fault them. They've showed it at a good time. They showed it on a, on a primetime night, Sunday night. And they've given it plenty of
2: publicity. They, really they believed in it then, obviously. It's quite yeah. obvious they believed in it. They believed in it right from the word go. Um, and, and, and I believe what
1: they've done is they've shown faith in it. They've given it, that. they've taken that second
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Series quickly. Uh, Viva the Channel 4. You know, they've done great here.
0: Do you think Channel
2: 4... Because the last last, uh, big American show I can sort of remember doing brilliantly on Channel 4 was perhaps Desperate Housewives all those years ago, and that, that, you know, did really well. Well,
1: maybe Lost as well. I mean, Lost started on Channel 4, so I think, yeah, both, I would agree, both they, they promoted the hell out of both that and Desperate Housewives, and so they stuck
2: you, with Desperate Housewives. Do you think you, they've been waiting for another big one? Because there's so many in a similar vein to Homeland that they could have picked up on. And I think, I,
1: unfortunately, they got burnt last year with the event. Which looked like being spectacular, but ended up being a bit of a dance squib. I think and any title
2: ch- like the event is a g- is
1: a bad sign. Yeah, and and you know, flash forward did the same thing on Channel Five. So I think uh, I, I think there was a bit of a bit of a, a theory last year that the American shows were going down. I mean, you know, the BBC invested heavily in Heroes, and just after, after the writers' strike in Series Two, that program was never the same. Um, and I think Homeland has got the ability to go on and deliver like a Twenty Four. Which, ironically, two of its producers come from. Because I think it does have good, long-running storylines. And it's edgy. I mean, you know, drug use, mental health, terrorism. You know, there's huge amounts of big issues that they were dealing with in, in just their first series. And I mean, we all remember how popular Battlestar Galactica was. Not because it was a remake, but because of the issues it dealt with in genocide. And again, terrorism. So, it, you know, it was so important that you, you get something that, that, right, that viewers can get behind and, and say, oh, that's different. I've not seen that tackled
0: before.
2: But also, it's it's quite a, a risk, really, for a for a UK broadcaster to put their money and their time into an American show when you never really know whether it's going to last. You never really yeah. know whether you're allowed to get to the end of the series or not. Um, so it's a bit of a risk. But Homeland, I think, they, they knew what they were doing with it. And I, I am, as much as I might... You know, go on about how much I don't like American television, there are the occasional hits of course and I'm Mm. glad this one did so well for Channel 4, it doesn't mean that I want a lot of US drama in prime time on Channel 4 because Channel 4 are commissioning a lot of interesting documentary series they're commissioning a lot of new comedy so I hope they don't jump on the Homeland bandwagon and go that did well for us, let's grab this one
1: I don't think they will I think they will say Homeland did well Let's let's keep it to that because I think, you know, they, they've got a good model with E4. They tend to buy up the American comedies or the American teen dramas. You know, like Nine Hundred Two One Zero and Two Broke Girls that we talked about. Anything How with I'm, a number in it. Anything with a number in it. How I Met Your Mother, The Big Bang Theory Seven. Um, <laughs> I, I added the seven.
2: Oh, did you? It was seamless. I didn't spot it. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, so
1: I think, and they 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 made a point of putting the more serious shows on Warful. They were showing. Um, uh, the oh, what's the thing? Oh my goodness, my brain has gone blank. What was the thing? They were showing a program on on More4. Oh, they were showing Southland on More4. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, they were showing the, the family thing with Rob Low in it, oh, uh, God, and they,
2: they
1: the, the box, uh, and yeah titles. And they were showing something else. And I'm really sorry. My brain has gone blank. Thank goodness, no one is listening.
2: Well, that's good. That's why we, we could say anything we want tonight. Um, for those asking, Spreaker's still down. There are people saying that they're still with us, and that makes me feel warm, and I, I cusp you to my, to my body and hope that you will stay with us throughout I, this. Trip. I
0: think
1: what, what might be able to save us is... Um, a dancing da- dog. A, perhaps
2: a dancing dog. Or maybe <laughs> a large
1: opera singing fella. <laughs>
2: Yeah, or or a dancing dog, or like a big Saint Bernard that can sing. Yeah. Oh. Or that can also dance yes. with other people. Yeah. Very. Really? <laughs> I tell you really? what, we are. Do you, uh, can you see the bottom of the barrel yet, or can we scrape it even further? Um, I think it's there. It's not there. What's coming up in the way of of new shows, uh, either to the states or. Uh, from well, the states to the UK is, is there anything that people should be looking out for because we are reaching I know I say we're at the we're in the middle of May we're not we're in the first week of May but it already feels like the football's encroaching and the olympics are encroaching things are ending and you know There's a
1: couple of things but nothing outstanding I mean obviously the walking dead starts on um, Channel 5 next week Yes the it does already shown on FX That's
2: um, what so. confused me people ask me in the week when is when is um the Walking Dead on and actually I thought it had already been on but no it's it's on next week isn't it um, Andrew week. Lincoln I'm, I'm... still in there for UK viewers do you think they'll get bored of this whole zombie thing because it's boring no, I, it? I, I,
1: I, I've the thing is, this is based on comic books or, you know, graphic novels, as to give them their proper title. And there's a lot more in the graphic novels that will interest people. Certainly I know a little bit about where Series 3 is going, and I won't spoil it for people who haven't yet seen Series 2 because it's not been on Channel 5 yet. But you'll get a good sense at the end of Series 2 where they're heading, literally. Um, and, and I know, because I, I think what they're very good at on The Walking Dead is they don't offer you the zombie apocalypse in every episode. They do have episodes where maybe it's just one zombie or maybe none and they progress with the characters and the plot. People, some fans of the show have said, oh, I, I want less, a- less, less plot, more action. And they don't understand that you have to build these things. It's, it's a little bit like Homeland, like we said. You can't just show everything in the first series. Otherwise, no one's going to come back for the second or the so, third. Or the Just
2: f- briefly, just briefly. So, let, I'm going to give you a bit of a challenge, right? I don't, oh. like, I don't like zombie things, right? I'm, a, I'm I'm a man. I've got a lot going on. I've got to do a podcast, and then I've got to prepare next week's podcast. It's overwhelming, right? So I don't have time to watch zombie things, really. So sum up why pe- why you believe people like The Walking Dead. What is it about it that has got people's imagination so much? But I'm only going to give you two minutes. Right. In fact, I'm In that's, so gen- that's generous. Ninety that's seconds. Generous.
1: In two minutes, I will convince you that The Walking Dead is the best television show ever made. The reason I will do that is because there is a big interest in the apocalypse. What will happen at the end of the world? And The Walking Dead is an example of that kind of genre, uh, made popular by films and, and made popular by other television shows, such as Jer- Jericho, that showed you a kind of post-apocalyptic type of world. But what The Walking Dead does, it brings in that key word, which is tension. Never before in a television show have I seen such tension built up. And yes, okay, some of it is that zombie, that slow-moving, deadly force. It's not a fast-moving thing. It's like that first time you saw the alien in Alien. It's that that surprise, that slow-moving force coming towards you. And it's just that whole idea that, that human beings don't know what they're doing and have no clue how to beat this and they have to fight and they have to scrap and they make bad choices and they destroy relationships and they make horrible life choices but it's all covered up by the fact that there's this ongoing fear that any minute round that corner comes hundreds and thousands of zombies. Does Do any of them have dogs? No, but there is, a, there is a dog, there was a dog and I don't know whether he did any dancing
2: I'm afraid. Does it? Da- oh! If it right. doesn't dance, I don't see what there is for me,
1: to be quite honest. did, did that? Oh, I believe we're up and running again now, which means... I yes, we stop. are.
2: We are. We've 15 oh, minutes oh. left, we've got to make it the best podcast we've ever done. It is, we are back. When we come back, we're right. going to get you interactive, because uh, I want to talk about what you watch when you're ill. Would The Walking Dead be a good show to watch when you're ill, or does that require too much? I, I, I think much in the line of watching Casualty when you're ill, that could be considered bad news. Okay, so Gary, please give out the Skype information for the people with the ears.
1: Listen with your ears, ladies and gentlemen. Use your fingers to add Custard TV Live to your Skype addresses. Swap our contact details and we'll be happy to accept your call. You can also put hashtag Custard TV Live on your tweets. We will see them right in front of our very own
2: eyeballs. So when we come back in 30 seconds, I will talk about what we watch when we're ill. Uh, and if you want to interact, well, that's all the information you So you're ill. You don't feel well. You've, you've been better in your life. What do you watch? What do you watch when you feel ill? And why do we watch what we watch when we feel ill? Presumably, broadcasters think we watch things like Homes Under the Hammer and Jeremy Kyle when we're ill. But we don't. We, we grab our DVD collections and we watch something familiar and non-taxing when we're ill. Um, somebody got in touch with me on Twitter on the very same subject this week uh, and said that they watch Sherlock when they're ill. Now, I disagree with... I don't think you could watch Sherlock when when you're ill. That takes a lot of concentration that I don't have when I'm ill. That was uh, Lauren Jones, 407, got in touch to say she watches Desperate Housewives, um, a bowl, um, she watches Sherlock and Life on Mars uh, with a bottle of LucasAid and a bowl of chicken soup. I don't believe you. I don't believe you have the but concentration. What else I, don't believe,
1: what I also don't believe is that you're the only 407th Lauren in the world.
2: There are not 406 more, are there? Please don't annoy the people that have interacted with us Sorry. so far. It's probably not a good idea, is it? Yeah, no, yeah, not really. I have really. a
1: couple of responses as well. Uh, a friend of mine said, the good life always makes me feel better. And I can understand comedy. I can understand watching comedy when you're ill. That, that does make good sense. And someone else said, Breaking Bad.
2: I mean, they must really love that. What I, must, I must watch Breaking
1: Bad. So many people tell me to watch Breaking Bad. Oh, I, I
2: always <laughs> reach for only Falls and Horses. Always reach for only falls and Horses when I'm here. I don't know why. I know the script's off by heart. I know it so well. I know what's coming before it happens. There's even an episode, I don't know if you've seen it, where he falls through the bar. Um, and no. um, I
1: believe there's one where they, where they let a chandelier drop to the floor. I don't know if you've ever seen that one.
2: You... Do you know what? There's one episode I haven't seen that you just faulted. Oh, because what's that? Next time I was ill. <laughs> that next could time be tomorrow felt... if
1: anything carries on. Yeah, uh, if it goes let, this well. Let me, t- let me tell you that the one thing that I watch when I'm ill is The West Wing. It's such a great series. And every but is that not, not a lot,
2: lot of concentration on an ill brain? I mean, I know your brain's not ill, but your concentration levels have got to be a bit lower. But I think the thing is, I know it so
1: well it doesn't require my brain, I can just drink it in. Not literally, it's not medicine, I'm not prescribing it.
2: Please prescribe the West Wing uh, when you're ill. Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't, but, but what is it, we always want to watch things that are familiar to us when we're ill, don't yeah. we? Yeah, absolutely. I, would... Famili- I think
1: that familiarity is the best thing. I think at that point it is a case of, you know, you, you want that familiar warm, homely feeling when you're ill, you know, you, as you talked about chicken soup, you know, you just want that kind of thing that you, and TV can be like that, and for some people it is, a, you know, an episode of, you know, maybe an old episode of Neighbours, maybe, maybe an old comedy show, maybe it's, maybe it is the latest kind of drama that they're currently watching and haven't had a chance to sort of, you know, pick up on for a while.
2: What's funny though is that you reach that stage when you feel ill, when you just yeah. start to feel a little bit better, you're not 100%, you're probably not even 50%, but you're well enough to sit up. You've reached the, what I call, and this is not a medical term, but I call it the sitting up stage. Now, if, if doctors want to use Thank that, they are more Luke. than welcome. Yeah, I did say you're I'm it's not it's a it's trained death. medical professional. I did say that. I didn't claim to be a trained medical professional, uh, but I do call it the sitting up stage. And you do, you often, you're very particular about what you want to watch on the television when you reach that sitting up stage. I will mm. have to pattern that phrase if I use it again. Um, and for me, it's it's old comedy. It's nothing really taxing on the brain. I, I don't think I could watch a film. No. With a lot of guns and shooting and blowing up things, if I was if I felt you know ill, and I'm I'm ruling off embarrassing bodies, and um, yeah, well, anything like that really. I mean, well, so let alone when I'm ill, the grief. The only reason I would watch that when I thought is to go well, at least i don 't look as bad as that yeah, at least my toe isn 't
1: falling off or my, yeah. my arm has got wrinkles on it, and i 'm only twelve you know yeah, I mean that,
2: that program freaks the heck out of me, so speaking of that, I want to draw attention very briefly to a, a program called twenty four hours in a and E, which was a huge hit on channel four last year it 's back next Wednesday uh, for ah. a new fourteen part run, which is a a huge thing to commit to for ITV uh, for Channel 4 I should say to to put something on for 14 straight weeks um, part, yeah, part that, of that's that
1: filmed is filmed in a hospital that I used to work in
2: King's uh, College
1: King's College Hospital and I uh, have in fact uh, in fact know a couple of the people that work in some of the units so Do you know
2: what's genius about that program and why I'm so excited about it coming back is the fact that that this is reality TV this is what reality TV should be. It's real, it's mm. not over-dramatized, it's not people running around crazy, you know, trying to find this, there, and that. And, there's, and even if you're squeamish, or afraid of blood, or, you know, don't like seeing people in agony, the genius of this is the conversations that happen um, during the, the time in the hospital between the patients. But Um, I think that's why people also love
1: the other one One Born Every Minute I
2: think that's why that's well liked I don't necessarily
1: feel that's the best made programme That's ever been on But such human emotion that you get
2: And you you don't feel like any of it Is for any other sake Other than to show that's what documentary has evolved into. It's what reality TV has revolved into. People are so familiar now with the contrived side of reality TV, and the reason why Twenty Four Hours in A and E was such a huge success was the fact that it, it didn't, you know, it just shot it as it was. People weren't censored, uh, and they were they were just genuine. It showed you some real genuine moments. There was a moment I remember very vividly with the man who fell off a ladder uh, in his daughter's oh, yeah. living room while he was painting and his his wife's there stood by his bed he's got his neck in a neck brace and his wife's there going you've got paint all over their skirting board you know when you fell all over their skirting board it was and it was on the carpet as well and she's I just more think, worried about that than him I know and I just think you'd never see that but it's the sort of thing that you do here when you're yeah. in A&E or when, and that's what reality TV should be so if I have a tip for this week it's 24 hours in A&E back for a second series one loads of awards actually which is um it's very um, so, certainly, um,
1: deserving um, of. I, I think it is. I mean, I know BBC Three have done a program called Junior Doctors, which I think a lot of people like. I love like that. I, like that. Um, I, I think twenty-four hours. I think A and E. I think because of the fact, you know, because of ER, because of Casualty, people think that uh, that A and E is a very uh, exciting place, and I think they do manage to you know, they do manage to portray that. They manage to keep
2: that going. No. We were talking before that about what you watch when you're ill. We're going to try and get in contact with somebody now who who says that they would uh, like to come on and talk about what they watch when they're <laughs> ill. So let's see if we can manage that. It's used
1: technology, it's our friend. So if I if I add that person and let me try and do that, and then hopefully
2: they will. God, it's it's like your I mean, Mark Zuckerberg. I know. Funny how he's I mean, funny. Well, you've got his skill. True. And you um, look a little bit like Justin Timberlake, so it could work. She... Hello?
0: Hello, Debs. You are all right? Welcome to you?
2: the podcast. Do you feel like um, you're famous?
0: I feel like you're about to humiliate me with my choice no, of TV No, program. no,
2: no, no. <laughs> We'll let you humiliate yourself. <laughs> what do you watch when you're ill?
0: I watch when I'm ill. Bag Puss. <laughs> oh. M- Spider-
1: Harry, I'm not laughing. Unlike Luke, the host of this show, I think that's great. I think that's perfect television. Again, pardon the pun, perfect television. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's it's of my childhood as well. So yeah, I can definitely. Oh, watch
2: Pagulus.
0: Not something you watch generally. But when you're ill, you want feel good. You want something that's going to make you feel better, feel good. And as you say, it probably takes you back to your childhood. So you probably do. That's why.
2: But what you mentioned to me earlier, there was a particular part of Bagpuss. What
0: oh, was you that? see, I told you. Oh, uh, it the uh, you go, yeah, it's the, yeah, the intro and the end bit. the bit where so Bagpuss wakes up and the video goes to sleep again. They do that whole little, you know, <sighs> yeah, all that. Oh,
2: badly <laughs> she's taken me back. That's brilliant. So you, there's only made 12 episodes of, of Bagpuss, so you can only afford to be ill like 12 times a year, really, days. can't you? Yeah, you, you
0: only watch it out. once, there.
2: But then you could yeah. carry
1: on and watch Mr. Ben and there's only about 10 of them, so I mean, you know, that's a full, pretty much a full series.
2: So, that's true. just briefly, would you have the, the capacity to watch something like Sherlock when you're ill, like somebody who messaged me said they do?
0: Well, yeah, because as I said to you you earlier, you know, I've watched films like The Matrix and things like that when I've been ill and it takes you out of yourself. When you're ill, you don't want to be focused on the fact that you're ill. You want to be focused on what you're watching and you want to be taken out of that. So I think, yeah, I think you do have the capacity to to watch it, but I don't think you necessarily take every little detail in, but I think it just gives you that little bit of escapism to take you out of feeling really ill and horrible and rough at the time
2: what about for the third series of sherlock they get bagpuss cumberbatch <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That <was laughs> Watson, than they are. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what we need
2: that's what we need bagpuss cumberbatch that's what we need for the third series thank you ever so much for interacting with us would you recommend the experience yeah. to your friends of course why
0: not
2: off you go then. Go and recommend it to all the people that you know in your life. Thank you ever so much.
0: Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Bye. I think that's great. I think that's but, great that, we'll we'll get, the she, there
2: that she goes back to Bagpuss. It's great, really, because you would never pick that on any other day. But I can totally see what she's saying. I, I
1: absolutely agree with her in that sense. That you you can you can you can relapse back into what you used to watch as a child, and, and it's perfectly acceptable at that time. So. I I agree with her. Oh no, I was almost about to do 110% and that always annoys me when they do it on The Voice, so I'm not going to.
2: Just another thing that I want to talk about briefly and very briefly because we're running out of time. Planet Earth Live is the new thing from the BBC. They spent a lot of money and a lot of promotion into this and it kind of got lukewarm responses certainly through Twitter of people saying that Julia Bradbury and Richard Hammond weren't good choices. But let's just be frank and say However, way this is, whatever way this way this program is produced, it's the sort of thing BBC One should be doing, really, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's unique and it's different, and I mean, I'm not going to tune in certainly for every episode of Planet Earth Live, but stop, stop knocking it on Twitter because actually, this is the sort of thing that BBC stands above the rest for.
1: Yes, I, I, I do think that there is definitely a, a, a uniqueness to this that only the BBC can go for. This wouldn't work particularly well on other channels. So I, I, I definitely think that the BBC will run with this. Yeah, uh, Julian Bradbury does Countryfile, and Richard Hammond kind of needs another job now they've got rid of um, Wipeout. And he's got a good hat on this. And he's, he's got a good hat, and people like him. You know, he has the likability factor after almost killing himself. But I'm not sure that they're going to take it. I mean, it would have been great if they could have got Attenborough to front it. That's probably what they were wanting to go for. But not sure that he would have committed to going out to the Serengeti, would he? Not I don't think really. he can much anymore, so we'd have to see. Gary,
2: it takes yep. me great pleasure to cut you off. I thought um, it. And say, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, lukeinthecustave at gmail.com or TV on Twitter, or if Gary's more your type... Gary Redrup at hotmail.com or at the underscore gary underscore show. I tell you what this went so well we'll do it again next week but from the earlier time of 8pm across your internet. It's been the Custard TV Live. It's been a pleasure. It's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Yeah my Yeah you don't have a catchphrase for the end just the beginning. Take care Thank back this week. It's the Custard <laughs> TV Live